Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens break the clock and spiel? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Rarick, your host, and today I have tweaked and remastered a very special April Fool's episode, one of our wackiest, from back before my kids were even born. Ugh. Anyway, this phenomenally strange story gets started with a question from Arya. Hi, Mr. Eric. My name's Arya, and I like horses. And my left question is, what if monsters were made of carpet and each step you took, it hurt it because your teeth were sticking up. Bye. Wow, Arya. I love that question. I actually really like that it's quite unusual. April Fools or no, we're here to have fun. And we're going to up the ante a little bit with one write-in question from a patron named Maddie. Maddie thinks we have the coolest theme song. Thank you, I happen to agree. And he asks, what if chickens didn't lay eggs? Hmm. Now let's find out. What if monsters were made of carpet and each step you took it hurted because the teeth were sticking up? And what if chickens didn't lay eggs? Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. 
Outside of the observatorium, way down at the bottom of Squid Lake, a young boy named Scully was spending time with his uncle, Cuthuncle. It is time, my boy, for you to start your first job. Oh, I thought we were gonna have a fun week together, been on spring break. Yes, a fun week of you working so that I can study my evil texts. And the massive squid monster picked up a small stone tablet and started scrolling through glyphs by swiping a tentacle across it. Oh, you're more interested in your Nekindlecon than your nephew. Do not speak ill of the Nekindlecon, my boy. It is the most evil digital e-ink reader on the market. And an artifact of absolute evil magic, I know. And a reward given to me at my very first job. Oh? For being evil employee of the Eon. Eleven eons in a row. Well, congratulations. So hop on your horsey, and we will ride to your very first job. And so Scully and Cuthuncle hopped on their horses at- Why would they have horses? They're, they're underwater. Arya likes horses, and it's her question. Yeah, I know, but I was going to introduce horses later, like when it maybe made sense. What if they were seahorses? Oh yeah, uh, perfect. Cuthuncle and Scully hopped on their seahorses. Arya didn't say seahorses. Okay, okay. Scully and Cuthuncle somehow rode water-breathing horses from the bottom of Squid Lake all the way to the chicken farm. Chicken farm? Oh, that sounds like another April Fool's slip, Mr. Eric. Yeah, it's a, it's a chicken farm. That's where you're working. But I think you'll like your bar, said Cuthuncle around a mouthful of horse. Cuthuncle, spit out those horses! Oh. We can't have you eating horses in, in the first act of the story. The, it... Oh, fine. <laughs> and the horses flew off into outer space. But, but... With their rocket ship hooves. Okay. Cuthuncle and Scully walked into the giant barn, where thousands of chickens sat side by side, and long coops lined with hay. It kind of looks like a football stadium. If instead of seats, it had chicken coops, yes. And in the middle of this strange indoor stadium, on what would have been the football field, there stood instead a horde of monsters, baring their fangs, <coughs> lurching menacingly, <coughs> and growling their scary growls. <coughs> <coughs> That one sounds like a pirate. Yeah, it's a it's a pirate monster, Scully. We gotta keep moving. Scully, you're here. Welcome to your first day at Scare Stadium. It was Squitterella, Scully's stepmom. She slithered slimily away from the horde of monsters, holding a clipboard and looking Scully up and down. This is your new boss. Uh Scully looked around. Every time a monster was particularly scary, all the nearby chickens would squawk and balk and lay out a whole slew of eggs that would travel down a chute and out to an adjoining building. Do I really have to scare chickens for a living? Well, I could make you an egg collector. Nonsense. His uncle was evil employee of the Eon. 
11, 11 eons, eons in, a in a row, we know. I'll make you proud, Kathuncle. Huh? Yes, yes. See that you do. But Kathuncle was already staring at his Nikindlecon as he squeezed his giant squid monster self out of the barn. Scully pushed himself in to the field of monsters and tried to put on his scariest grimace. Rock? No, no, I, I said rawr. I, I'm sorry, before I scare the eggs out of you, I should probably introduce myself. Mark. A nearby werewolf gave Scully a sidelong look. <sighs> what you doing? I'm Scully the Squid, and you are? I'm sorry, I don't speak chicken. The chicken nosed its beak down at a sign. Oh, Barbara Sitter, you babysat my friend Zizi. Oh, 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 yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, I should get to work. Okay, so what scares you? By this point, all the scary creatures had stopped scaring and were just staring at Scully. Squidarella pushed her way through them. Why has everyone stopped? We've got a lot of scaring to do. I just don't think it's fair to keep these chickens cooped up just so we can scare the eggs out of them. But Scully, these chickens come and go as they please. They work here just like you. Yeah, said the werewolf. Sometimes they just need help scaring those eggs out. So Scully went back to work, doing his best to scare Barbara Sitter or any of the chickens, but he didn't manage one single spook. And Kathuncle came to pick him up at the end of the day. Oh, Scully, I prepared a feast for you back at the castle to celebrate your first step down the path to true evil. I'm sorry, Kathuncle. I don't think I was very evil today at all. Would you feel better if you ate a horse? Said Kathuncle, summoning a few horses out of the Nakindlecon. <laughs> well, I just don't think being evil is the best way to motivate our co-workers. My boy, it's just the way it's done. You'll do better after a horsey dinner and a good night's sleep. And suddenly the horse turned to stone, and Kathuncle cracked his beak on it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mr. Eric, April Fools is supposed to play tricks on you, not on me. Maybe I'm finally getting the hang of it, said Mr. Eric as his hands turned into stone hooves. Uh, no, that's... Okay, I'm, I'm gonna keep moving on with the story before any other parts of me um turn into a horse. Oh, it's the next day already, and I'm back at the barn again? And also, you swiped Kathuncle's Nikindlecon. I don't remember doing that. Well, you did it, so maybe you could use scary magic or something. Oh, that's a good idea. It was just before the crack of dawn. Scully had gotten himself to work early before any of the other monsters got there. Most of the chickens were still clucking their way into the big barn, and Scully confronted them at the entrance. I think deep down, you chickens don't like being scared. You all want to be free from this job, free from fear. So ride these horses to safety. Scully summoned thousands of getaway horses. <laughs> Mark? 
Mr. Eric, are you going to translate this conversation at all? But bok bok nay nay English. No, you're speaking horse and chicken. <laughs> bok nay 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 bok bok. You're, you're still doing it. Bok bok. Oh, right. Well, I'll take over. Um, It looks like all the getaway horses are getting away. <laughs> all right. Oh, uh, but all the chickens are staying behind. The chickens just kept filing into the Big Bok Stadium. Barn, barn stadium. And the monsters were neighing their way, nudging their way in as well. Okay, Mrs. Sitter, if you won't use your getaway horse, then I give you the Nekindlecon. Now you have unlimited power. You never have to feel afraid again. Mark. And Mrs. Sitter started pecking the Nekindlecon at random. Uh, well, you should probably be careful with that. Uh, you're right. Uh, Squitterella came in to see Mrs. Sitter pecking at that magical artifact. Everybody take cover. Squitterella shouted, scooping up every monster in sight and pulling them in tight to protect them when... With one final peck from her beak, all the monsters suddenly turned into carpet. Mark, mark. Good for you, Mrs. Sitter, said Scully from his squid beak, which was sticking straight up out of his carpet body. Scully, is this your doing? said Mrs. Sitter, trying to step around the wide stretch of monster carpet, but... There were patches of monster teeth sticking up in every direction. She's still trying to go to her coop. Of course she is. Her job is laying eggs. She gets paid to help feed all of us. Well, yeah, but I I still don't think that scaring is... Scully saw that Mrs. Sitter was trying to lay an egg, but she couldn't. Um, uh uh-oh. And all the other chickens started filing in toward their coops, painfully stepping over carpet monsters with their taloned feet. Oh. But it didn't feel too nice for the chickens either. The chickens tried laying eggs all day long, but they just couldn't. This is really bad news. Oh, don't worry, Squitterella. Once Kathunkle comes to pick us up... I'm part of the carpet monster as well. Oh. All sorts of toothy creatures ended up here. I was just trying to earn a living, said Cleocatra from one stretch of carpet. This is by far the most comfortable place I have ever been stuck, added Draco Max, just as a chicken walked over his face. Ah, ah, oh. Oh, what are we gonna do? There was a knock at the door. They all tried to turn toward the knock, even though they could barely move. It was Alabamus P. Grazero. Oh no, I definitely can't be both people at the same time. No, it it was Alabaster, okay? Definitely Alabaster Zero. That's good, because the story needed another deep voice. You can say that again. I don't think he should say that again. Yeah, I, I'm going to get a sore throat here. All right, all you chickens. Why'd you stop laying eggs? You ruined omelet night in New What City. Explained to Mrs. Sitter. Why didn't you say so? I'll just walk over to the Nikindle Con and undo the magic spell. Oh, 
come on. Would you monsters just move your carpet teeth for one minute? We're sorry. We can't. But you all are chewing right through my boots. How am I going to cast a spell if my feet go out? I don't care if your tummies hurt because they're full of eggs. Yeah, our faces hurt from all of you stepping on us. Maybe if I just throw my boot at the Nikindlecon, then I'll just hop on one foot until the magic is fixed. Well, I don't know about that. It's a very delicate, evil artifact. But Alabaster was already throwing his shoe. Oh, fortunately, it just seemed to land on the Nikindlecon safely. Uh, no, uh, it's being sucked up by that little stone tablet somehow. That That's weird. I wonder where it's going. Ow! I just got hit in the back of the head with a boot! Serves you right for getting us into this kerfluffle. Squitterella, don't blame me for your kerfluffles. Oh, you all know the kerfluffles on me. Yes, I agree. Mark, 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 mark me! Are we being rhymey? Indeed, we be. I also feel kind of music-y. A hairline crack was spreading through the Nikindlecon, and magic started to seep out of it, brushing over all of the carpet monsters, swirling around the timid chickens, and even dusting over Detective Zero. Mark, Mark, monsters don't like... To taste your feet. We're stucky, stucky. Your feet are yucky. Monsters. Still like yummy. Things to eat. Like apple, maybe. Bananas, baby. But instead, they're upholstered down here. Oh, my face. They try not to bite when they're near. You dare to on my face. They'll never smile again, I fear. You're still doing it. And their faces. Oh, well, As the music ended, the chickens realized that they'd been singing and dancing all over the coop, despite their tummy aches. But then they looked down to see that tableau of monsters all mushed into one toothy carpet, alabaster trying not to step on them and failing. And the chickens all flew down beside their co-workers. Now, hens aren't very good at being scary, so Mrs. Sitter just did what she was good at. You're kind of sitting on me. And she started gently brushing Scully Squid's forehead with her wings and squawking soothing nothings in what might have been his ear. And all the other chickens followed her lead, swooping down to comfort their uncomfortable friends. Okay, if anyone asks, I did not just break out into song. And I am not crying right now. Back, back, back. A few younger hens came over to comfort him as well. Look at you two young hens trying to comfort me, even though you're uncomfortable. 
and Alabaster started giving the two little hens a pet on their head, despite him being uncomfortable. And before he knew it, those two hens started laying eggs, and all the relaxed hens curled up in their little bits of carpet, comforting the carpet monsters around them, well, they started laying eggs too. Could making people happy work just as well as making them scared? Impossible. It will never... Okay, okay, I'm getting... It will never... Stop laying eggs all over my face. It's like you're laying more eggs than before. And a few of those eggs rolled over to the Nikindlecon. And... Somehow started to reverse the... Ah, ah, oh, come on! Why, why did the eggs have to fly through a portal and hit me in the back of the head? Wow, while Mr. Eric was getting pelted with eggs, I turned back to normal. Me too. I did as well. And me. And I found a brand new pair of boots somehow. Where are my boots? My new boots? Oh, you mean my new boots? Aren't they nice? Did you take my boots? Uh, the end. I did not say the end. Oof. <laughs> All right, Maddie and Arya, I hope you enjoyed your story. Folks, you may have heard that we are losing our biggest sponsor. It's going to make it hard for us to keep doing this show, but I know I can keep it going with your support. So please check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld to get ad-free episodes, monthly bonus content, a shout-out on the show, and so much more. That's patreon.com slash whatifworld. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, my producer, Miss Lynn, Craig Martinson for our theme song, my Aunt Janine for always encouraging me to be silly, and all you kids at home who know that kindness and cooperation can be a lot more effective than yelling and pushiness. Until we meet again, keep wondering. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got the cure. Three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts, search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.